Hey, everyone, thank you for joining us here today at I-80 Sports. We are giving our early preseason projections for the New England Patriots. By now, you know what me and Steve are up to. We're talking about all 32 NFL teams, giving some early projections where we think players are going to fall and talk about their ADP. Are they appropriately priced or not? Joining us today, very happy to have John June, someone that we've had, uh, we, we've interacted with multiple times, and, and I watch him all the time. Really glad to have him on here today. John, thank you for joining us. Why don't you let us know a little bit about yourself and where we can find your work? Bob, Steve, thank you for having me on, fellas. This is awesome to be to be on with you guys tonight. In terms of what I'm doing, like you said, John June, at JR Football Nerd on Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok as well. Uh, in terms of what I'm working on, I'm the host of the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Right Currently, right now, we're doing our divisional breakdown, so you can check that out. We've also just launched our YouTube channel, so every episode of the, of the podcast is now, now goes up on YouTube, so you'll be able to subscribe there and check us out. Uh, you know, In season, as we approach the end season, in August, we're going to be two shows a week. We'll be doing our quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end breakdowns. We'll cover top 12s, uh, breakouts, busts, sleepers, my guys, and then in season – we're four shows a week. We'll cover waivers, weekly recaps, uh, Thursday night football. We'll break down all 16 games for the weekend. So whether you're in a gambling, uh, you know, props, uh, DFS, just re- want to know who to put in your fantasy lineup, definitely make sure you check us out. I love nice. props. That's my favorite part of offseason, uh, getting everything ready <laughs> and getting your rankings. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's start out. Obviously, we're talking about the New England Patriots. There is a quarterback battle here. Cam Newton, Mac Jones. Now, before I give any of my projections, I sat at each player out at about half because that's where it looked a couple weeks ago, maybe half Cam Newton, half Mac Jones. I'm at the point, I'm not even convinced Cam Newton is going to be the starter come day one. Shiny new toy, you got Mac Jones there. We know he's already a better passer than Cam Newton. Let's just talk about what each player brings to their team and what the split that we think each one is. Right now, I'm going 16... 15 games of Mac Jones. Steve, what do you think is going on here? Um, I uh, First off, let's talk about their ADPs. Um, so Cam is currently quarterback 27. He is actually the only quarterback ranked right now, um, and he is going a- a- in the 15th round. He, he's been drafted Free. as high as the 399, 12th. that's what we call that. Yeah, so... Um, and Mac Jones was ranked um, weeks ago, but when I went to go do the doc on this, he is no longer ranked. Derek Carr took over the spot at QB 28. Um, I personally think that um, Cam is only going to get about four weeks at the minimum. He may play the whole season, but I, I yeah. you know, Cam. There, I don't think there's any chance of that. John, yeah. what do you think? If you had to give a number, how many starts does Mac Jones have? How many starts does Cam Newton have? Uh Probably somewhere put got Cam Newton somewhere around seven seven starts okay. on the season. Okay. So I think we'll see him probably at the beginning of the year. Like Bob said, maybe there's a situation, you know, Cam has dealt with injuries. Maybe we see him, you know, maybe something pops up where we do see Mac Jones inserted into the starting lineup. I don't I think Cam is gonna give them a shot because I don't think that ultimately they're gonna want to throw Mac Jones out there as a rookie, probably want to season him for as long as they can. But 
like you said, I think it's almost inevitable that at one point or another, we will see Mac Jones. Uh, the bye week for Patriots is week 14. So I, I don't think any of us have Cam <laughs> Newton getting that far. And for me, it's just because Cam Newton had a historically bad passing season. He had all those touchdowns, 12 rushing touchdowns. Without those, he left nothing on the table. We're talking historically bad numbers all around. Part of it is because of the tar- the weapons that he had. But I do think, you know, Mac Jones from Alabama threw for 4,500 yards last year in college, 41 touchdowns and only four interceptions. Mac Jones is right now a better NFL passer than Cam Newton. He doesn't need to have seen a snap for me. <laughs> and I think Bill Belichick's going to find that out sooner rather than later. And as far as drafting, I'm going to say Cam Newton is a do not touch for me. Mac Jones is a late target. If you get a guy like Kirk Cousins, I wait very late on quarterback. I'm looking at that quarterback 8 to 12 range. There are times I'm in a league and 15 quarterbacks are taken off the board before I get to one. (laughs) If I can grab Kirk Cousins and then someone with a high upside like Mac Jones after, I love it. Otherwise, I don't see a reason to touch either one of these. And we'll go to John. What is your strategy with these guys? Are you touching either one of them in fantasy drafts? Completely avoiding the situation. I mean, whether, again, whether, first off, I don't want to have to deal with Belichick and trying to figure out, okay, which of these guys is going to start. Because we could honestly see a situation where Cam is getting goal line touches for for the New England Patriots, right? Like yes. let's let's think about it. If they really want to win, Belichick and Josh McDaniels are not going to do anything that nothing is too out of the question for them. So it just could be a murky situation and one that could be too much of a headache for from a redraft standpoint. I think in best ball, I probably want to approach these guys because these collectively the New England Patriots quarterback is probably going to be within the top 15 or 18 of quarterbacks potentially you know with the improved offensive line and um added weapons like you were mentioning before so i'm avoiding it in redraft but in best ball i'm more inclined well i'm just gonna say this the patriots offensive line got weaker um and mac jones is not a scrambler he is very much a pocket passer and so like the re- one of the reasons why I was saying that, you know, that, that Cam could potentially play the entire season. He's not because of, because of injury risks, but um, you know, it's just because of that offensive line, how weak it's gotten, you know, I, I'll say this, you know, as me being the dynasty guy that I am, obviously you're going to pick up Mac Jones for dynasty. As a matter of fact, I have my, rookie rankings i have my top 25 rookie rankings and i have mac jones 17 i have him number 17 um right i have him right behind trey lance so it, you know it, 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 he's he, for dynasty you pick him up all other formats I, i'm a sell on him i i will have some on my rosters because i when you go late quarterback and you, you roll those dice, you got to take some upside guys. So I like the I like him in a two uh, quarterback tandem there. Let's move on and talk a little bit about the running back situation. There are three running backs we really need to talk about: Damian Harris, James White, and Sony Michelle. And as John mentioned, um, the goal line back so far is Cam Newton. If we look at the uh, inside the five <laughs> touches last year, check this stat out: inside the five touches, Cam Newton last year nineteen. 21 yards and nine touchdowns. Every other running back, seven touches and three touchdowns. Mm. So that just tells you everything you need to know. He tripled all the other running backs combined with those touches. So the touchdown upside with Cam Newton may possibly not be there, but let's start out with Damian Harris. Um, For me, I have him at 195 rushes, 936 yards, five touchdowns. 
very limited passing work. Steve, where's he going in drafts? Um, he is currently running back 31. He His ADP is 608. He has been drafted as high as 502 and as low as 710. Can you imagine a scenario, John, where you are so desperate you take Damian Harris in the fifth round as your running back? Oh. You muted yourself, John. Rookie mistake. <laughs> I, I honestly could have, I could imagine a scenario because I have found myself in some drafts, you know, where running back gets dried up real quick. People, especially if you're drafting super flex, running back goes really quick. I'm finding it's hard to find a quality running back. You know, you're picking between guys that all have warts, you know, when you're getting to the second and the third round of super flex draft. So Damian Harris is a guy that actually does intrigue me because, you know, between Sony Michelle, uh, between James White, Ramondre Stevenson, I mean, Damian Harris is, is he's got to be the guy here. I think I believe he had 137 rush attempts last year, if I'm not mistaken, something along those lines. I think he can get to the 200 carry number. It's just got to, they've got to really just lean on him and let him be that guy. And if he can be that guy in a Mac Jones led offense, where I think that's where we really see Damian Harris be unleashed in, in a true traditional uh, offense where Damian Harris is, is a running back and is the main ball carrier and the focal point of the running game, I think Damon Harris provides some value. I I don't disagree there. The Mm -hmm. problem for me is predicting and knowing what those rushing attempts are going to be. I'm at 195. If he gets those up to 250, he's going to pay back um, his draft position. No problem. (laughs) Yeah. However... I also have James White with 35 carries, Sony Michelle with 170, Ramondre Stevenson with 30. I think that way I could probably easily double that number. I Uh, think I could easily double that number. And that's the problem for me. Uh, Steve, is this a buy or sell for you? Uh, I mean, uh, I'm I'm a buy for him because you gave you gave Sony Michelle way too many carries. I'm sorry, you gave him you gave him way too many. You're giving him much too correct. To uh, you're you know, Bel, Bel, the reason why they drafted Ramondre Steven is because Bill Belichick is done with so, um Sony Michelle. The 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 Sony Michelle's knee is done with Sony Michelle. Keep in mind he has the <laughs> yeah, same but, degenerative knee disorder that Todd Gurley has. So well, I mean, maybe maybe it is hopeful thinking for me, but. Um, we will see. We do have to move on because there are so many targets here. James White, we know what he is at this point in his career. He's the pass catching back, right? I have him at 80 targets, 60 receptions, 504 yards, and four touchdowns. That's enough to be my running back 44. Steve, what do you have for James White this season? I mean, James White is running back 61 with an ADP of 1404, um, drafted as high as 1011, low as um, 1511. And this is tricky for me, for my buy or sell with him, because, you know, he's a great PPR back, but, you know, never been much of a runner. And we always knew that. White had, um, White, um, has had 40 or more receptions in six straight seasons, but he's never rushed for more than 400. He's only rushed for four, um, 400 yards in, once in his career. Um, he's going to need consistent passing volume to stay relevant. Um, that's I think, and I think because he because he I, um, if I remember correctly, he went from 70 plus targets in 2019 to 40 some odd targets 62 95 to 62 there was a step down he also did miss some time in each one of those seasons um i like we said about 40 plus targets that's a lock that's like bare minimum he's averaging averaging over the past four seasons 80 uh sorry excuse me 93 targets per 16 games 
It's a huge target share for a running back, and I think if he's healthy the full season, he will absolutely pay back his 61st round. That's where you're taking, like, like just goofballs. You're just I mean, throwing round. picks out there. I love James White. John, what do you think about James White here? I'm out on James White, man. I, I, I have to be, just because when you look at this offense, I mean, granted, last year was weird because you have Cam Newton, so it throws it throws the splits all out of whack in terms of mm-hmm. – their their neutral game pass or their neutral game pass rate and and target shares to running backs and things like that. But I also have to believe that again, whether it's Cam Newton or Mac Jones, the best of this offense is going to be on the ground in play action. And you know, James White is still going to have his role. I just I don't see the eighty targets that you have him projected at. I actually have him at fifty targets. So. Not as much. If he, if you give me James White at eighty targets, then yeah, I see a world where he's in RB three territory and in flex conversation for you. But at fifty targets, I've got him at, at RB fifty, and it's just not it's not worth it for me. And, and you know what I think the difference is in in how me and, and you and Steve are evaluating this. It has to do with what quarterback is going to be under center. Um, it can rushing quarterbacks don't check down to running backs. I mean, look at what mm-hmm. uh, Lamar Jackson's doing. And I think Cam Newton is kind of yep. going to be the same way. And if you project Mac Jones to be the quarterback from day one, I think James White has a lot more I, value. I agree there. If Mac Jones is the quarterback, um, I think James White's value goes up tremendously. Yeah, I think just it to, goes, it goes up. I just have to still wonder then again, you're still with a rookie quarterback, Right. I mean, yes, they're still going to be they're going to be throwing the ball and James White's going to be involved because that's, you know, you want to give layups to your to your rookie. But at the same time, is the a volume of pass attempts going to be there with Mac Jones being a rookie? And that's the one thing I still have a question about. If we look at where James White's going currently in drafts, it's after Tariq Cohen. And I will be taking James White over Tariq Cohen every single time. But let's move on. Um, I, obviously, I have a feeling you guys don't want to talk much about Sony Michelle or Ramondre Stevenson. Barring an injury, they are um, non-factors in this offense. Ramondre is going to be the goal linebacker. I, I can see I can see him easily getting seven touchdowns in, in, in his rookie season. There, I mean, again, this is going to be quarterback dependent because as we just said, Cam Newton didn't leave seven carries total on the table yeah. last season in the goal line. So, he, I mean, you have to have Mac Jones for that to be any kind of usefulness. John, do you have any thoughts on either one of those guys? Yeah, I mean, I'm not really touching them. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, I do find myself gravitating towards him in, in deeper leagues uh, just because you you never know what can happen at the running back position. Sonny Michelle, I I wouldn't even touch him with your 10 foot pole. So I'm Uh, not doing it. The other thing I'll say is, is that in my dynasty, in my dynasty rookie only rankings, I have Ramondre Stevenson ranked as number 18. Very nice. Okay. So last year in new England, we got to talk about some wide receivers last year. There was a whole mess at wide receiver. No one really doing much. No one paying back fantasy owners. There are a couple (laughs) of guys. Um, Kendrick Bourne is now on this offense. Nelson Aguilar comes to town. You got Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry, and Gunnar Olszewski. Those are the guys who we assume are going to have the biggest workload. And I'm going to start with Kendrick Bourne. Um, I don't know. I don't know. He could be the true only outside target on this team. I have him right now. And I, I'll be honest, I don't have a lot of wide receiver targets. I have a lot of tight end targets and a lot of running back targets. Yeah. I have Matt like 55 targets, 37 receptions, just under 500 yards. 
Um, I, I don't know. I prefer Jacoby Myers, and we'll talk about him later. He's my favorite target on this offense. Kendrick Bourne, is there any reason to to discover this any further to talk about him in our rankings? Sake? He, he's undrafted um, in all formats, and if we're going to talk about Nelson, Nelson Aguilar, I'll just get it out of the way right now. He's the only wide receiver that's ranked um, for New England at wide receiver 60, and he's going in the 11th round. Yeah, I mean, for me, Kendrick Bourne, I mean, he's had those t- big touchdown games in in San Francisco, but his last year, last year was his best year, and that was mainly due to the, a lot of the injuries that took place in San Francisco. I mean, he was like fourth or fifth on the depth chart at that point, and or fourth or fifth on the totem pole, I should say, on that point in terms of the the, the receiving targets. To yeah. me, I, I think in terms of outside receivers, I'm probably leaning Nelson Aguilar. But the like you said, Bob, at the top, like Jacoby Myers is the guy that I want from this group, especially because you want to talk about free ninety nine. Yes, that, that's a guy that's free ninety nine. Yes, and uh, when when I'll, I'll give you my breakdown, I have Kendrick Bourne with fifty targets, Nelson Aguilar with forty targets, only ninety targets going to outside wide receivers in this whole offense. Not mm-hmm. a whole lot. I have Jacoby Myers at a hundred. More than both of them combined. Huh. I'm at 74 receptions, 925 yards, and four touchdowns. That's a big, big projection. Let's talk about that, Steve. Break that down for me. I mean, it, for an undrafted, for an undrafted player, you're giving him a hundred targets. You're giving him a hundred targets. I have him at wide receiver 31 on the season. That is a wide receiver three. Wow. I, I mean, and, and, and I'm I'm assuming free 99 is an undrafted player that's going to get 99 targets. Wide receiver 111 behind Devin Funches and just ahead of Van Jefferson, who I actually really. Yeah, I, I mean, it, 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 I would t- I would take the risk on that. Yeah, he Especially. may be my sleeper of the season. Is that too hot for you, John? You're muted. <laughs> I literally never do that, guys. And I've done it <laughs> twice in this one episode. So I apologize for that. But Jacoby mm-hmm. Myers is a guy that I absolutely love. I was, you know, last year he was, I was all over him. He was the only guy on that, that team really the, in terms of passing weapons. Uh, I have him at my wide receiver 59. Uh, let me see around who he's around, but in terms of, I've got him at 94 targets. So just under the hundred targets, Bob, that you have him at around 700 yards or so. Uh, I don't think he's going to see a lot of touchdowns. I think it's probably where his downfall is. Um, but he's, you know, I've got him in a range of guys like Traquan Smith, um, R- Rashad Bateman, Jalen Rager, Jalen Waddle. I mean, I think that uh, in that range, he's he's the guy. Hundred targets. I mean, no one other. No he had eighty-one guys. targets last year. Yeah, eighty-one yeah. targets last year. And if you look at the last six games, his per sixteen average was one hundred and seven. So that's not a very bold projection that I had. Now, a new quarterback may change things, but I I don't think Mac Jones would not throw to his best target. And if that's Jacoby Myers, so be it. I think we talked Steve into it. Let's go. (laughs) With a a career 70% catch um, percentage. Which is about what a slot receiver should get. So that's not, you know, it's it's not a bearable. So 70 receptions. You you have him at what? Um, you have him at you, you don't one hundred and seventy four. I have him at about like seventy, uh, sixty percent catch percentage. Okay, 74 percent. Seventy. Oh my goodness. Yeah, seventy four receptions. Sign me up. Let's talk <laughs> about the tight end position because you got 
some new guys in here. And this is what kind of worried me in the offseason with Cam Newton. You got Cam Newton and you got two new tight end targets. Seemed like they were building the offense for around him. Um, John U. Smith and Hunter Henry. John U. Smith, we know what he is at this point in his career. He's a very good tight end. He can catch. He can buy. He's good. Um, Hunter Henry, however, to me, he's like the boomer bust. He's, you know, the golden child that never came to fruition yet. I have John U. Smith at 50 targets. Hunter Henry at 70. If Hunter Henry can stay on the field, that's a huge asterisk and a huge if. Steve, where are they going in drafts? Where can, you, when you, can we get each one now? Okay, um, so Hunter Henry is currently tight end 14 um, with an ADP of 1109. He's been drafted as high as 702, low as um, 1412. Um, Jonu Smith is tight end 11 with an ADP of 1001 and as low as 30, I mean, as high as 308 third round wow that must be tight end premium or and as low as 1306 can i start on this one go for it all right so um i'm gonna I, for me when i see both of these tight ends i i see them both having tremendous upside but for value i'm gonna go for johnny smith here and that and, and because career wise johnny smith has always been healthier while Henry, while Hunter Henry has put up good numbers in the past, I think that I think that Johnny Smith being more of the Iron Man type player gives him the edge to be the number the number one tight end in the system, because they both signed very similar contracts. I think their numbers were almost identical. Um, I think one just had one more year or something. But there is a strong possibility that this that you know that this could also blow up really fast. I, I you know it, it all just comes down to who's quarterback. But by retain but for me by retaining James white and signing both of these tight ends in free agency. This tells me that the Patriots are going to fo focus on the short passing game. And, you know, while they do have the outside weapons like born and Aguilar, you know, they're, they're going to be more as distractions. And you talked me into Jacoby Myers, you know, with having a hundred targets. So, you know, I, I think, I think that when you really look at it, that, uh, you know, there are the, the Patriots are sneakily uh, kind of a fantasy gold mine here with a lot of potential. I think I'm actually switching their target numbers. I think he talked me into it. Um, John New Smith, one of the great things about him, his 7.1 yards after the catch per reception is uh, second only to Kittle at the tight end position. So don't be fooled. John New has that explosiveness too. John, where do you have these guys ranked? Do you have one that you prefer over the other? So, I mean, I don't really like to target these guys just because I don't know how much upside there is with, with, with either one. Yeah. But I do have Hunter Henry ranked at my tight end 10 with Johnny Smith as my tight end 11 in terms of my projections. And the reason I have that is, well, for two reasons, right? Hunter Henry is – well, let's start with Johnny Smith. He's good at something that Hunter Henry's not so good at which is blocking. blocking. And so for that reason alone, Hunter Henry's going to, if if they are in a lot of 12 personnel, which we assume you pay both these tight ends this much money, you're going to spend a lot of time mm -hmm. in 12. Hunter Henry's going to get the big receiver role, right? Where he's flexed out in the slot. He's on the move. He's not really your traditional tight end and therefore not asked to do a lot of the dirty work where I think, John U. Smith, that's where a lot of his impact will be. And then the other thing, Hunter Henry's career low in receiving yards, 478, would be a career high for John U. Smith. And so John Hunter Henry, 600 yards receiving each of the last two years, uh, put up 579 as a sophomore, 478 as a rookie. I think you know 600 yards is is 
you know, I think you could just kind of just write that in, in, in pen at this point. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There's, there's so much value here on this New England team. Unfortunately, as uh, you know, projectors <laughs> as we are, yeah. it's very hard to pick which one of them. So you guys stay tuned to ID sports because we're going to bring it to you all season long. When an injury happens and one of these guys moves up our charts, up our rankings, we'll bring it to you right away. Um, thank you guys for joining us, John. Thank you for being our guest today. And uh, this has been the New England Patriots. A lot of players, not a lot of values, and we still don't know what's going on. Thank you for joining us at ID Sports.